0: The scientific community has done extensive research on the positive effects of meditation on mental and physical well-being. Studies show it reduces stress, anxiety, depression, and improves cognitive abilities and enhances emotional control. Neuroscientific research confirms its positive impact on brain structure and function. I'm Joe, that's Kurt over there, and we are dudes in progress
1: hello kurt hey joe how you been
0: i'm doing okay my traveling friend i know i've been on the road it's like the it's like the kurt stone road show on tour spent some time in in D.C. recently, of course, down in, uh, down in Florida, and just making your, way, making your way all over the place. But welcome home. Let me ask you something, pal. Do you take any quiet time in your life, just some time
1: where you're just alone with your thoughts? You know, I do. There has been an awareness of this topic for me, I would say, probably, well, oh, it's been maybe a little bit of a while. I want to say like 10 years or so that I've tried to focus on my thoughts, quiet time. You know, I love the morning time. I struggle with what my morning routine's going to be comprised of at times or go in different seasons of what it is, but I truly enjoy my alone time. And it can be walking in the morning. That's Something speaking of my vacation, I famous for my coffee walks. I mean, getting up really early in the morning. No one else was there was a time, Joe. I got up at the boardwalk at the Disney Hotel, and there was one young lady, cast member, as they're called, at the desk. I think she was dozing off a little bit. I, it was about six o'clock in the morning,, I was, "Hey, where is everybody?" She says, "Sleeping." <laughs> I said, "That's <laughs> probably the right thing to be doing on vacation, but no." Yeah. I, We've talked pretty
0: extensively about morning routines and getting up early in the morning, and
1: uh, I,
0: I, I too am that guy. And we've talked about this. I too am that guy who, even on vacation, I'm up by five o'clock, and I'll go down to the beach. And I can't tell you how many times I've had just very cool experiences that early in the morning walking on the beach. Oh yeah, Uh, I had I had one time where I'm walking along the beach, and at my ankles are literally thousands of bullnose stingrays swimming at my feet. Wow. I'm in, I'm in maybe, I'm waiting in maybe a foot of water, uh, and I go out a little bit, they're in about two feet of water. And I, I, I was a little hesitant at first, but then I, I made my way out there, and they're just swimming right by my feet, paying no attention. And that was cool. I've seen dolphins, and I've seen, I, I've seen even sharks that early in the morning. Uh, I've seen people walking on, along the beach with me and had really cool conversations with a, another morning morning riser. Uh, I remember talking to a guy with a metal detector, and his whole goal for the day is just to find people's stuff and try to return
1: it to them. That's what he does. Yeah, walking on the beach is probably would be my favorite place. My place of choice has always been in Wildwood, New Jersey, and it is the wild Atlantic Ocean like you said, dolphins, and I've been in the water. You know, I've been in there when the stingrays, I don't know what they're called up in the northern Atlantic Ocean, but they look like little fins of sharks going by. I've been mm-hmm. in the waves, body surfing and boogie boarding and stuff. Oh, I love the ocean and the walk. You're getting me really <laughs> kind of excited yeah, to do that. Cool. You know, I had a, one of the advantages of working from home, like at noontime today, taking a little lunch break, I'd done all my steps and I just went over to my bed. I laid down and just closed my eyes. I've been feeling a little, you know, I've had a little bit of a cold and still kind of recovering, just needed a little peace time. And I was pretty refreshed. I got up, had a couple of really big time meetings this afternoon and crushed them. So I guess I still do that quiet time, Joe.
0: I'm a fan of the nap myself. Love it. Almost every day I find myself uh, tucking my way, uh, tucking myself in my car, maybe driving to a park and just kicking the seat back for about 15, 20 minutes and dozing off. Usually wake myself up snoring. So there we go. (laughs) You know, Kurt, I, I, you know, I avoid anything that smacks of woo woo and is not, not grounded in kind of a reasonable scientific explainable research, right? Yeah. And that's kind of, that's, I'm, I don't want to say I'm black and white, but I'm, I'm am uh, i I'm really light white and really dark gray. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close. But you know, the new
1: age philosophies you yeah, steered just, away from, right?
0: Yeah. That, you know, the law of attraction and some of this other stuff. I just, I just steer away from it or, or else I, I need to find some kind of ground it some kind of philosophy grounded in reasonable scientific research. My path to Christianity and my path to faith was the same way, in a a very reasonable, logical, logical path. So I steer clear of this stuff, this woo-woo kind of stuff. But boy, I tell you, as we discussed today, mindfulness meditation, I've adopted it into my regular health routine. And I'd like to talk about it today. I'd like to talk with you about it and your experience with uh, mindfulness meditation. And we won't go too deep into it, Kurt. We won't go you know, as, as deep as we can, but there are certainly some benefits I want to talk about and my own um, experience with it, as well, as well as yours. Of course, later in the show today, we're going to share our win for the week. We'll each share a resource, and we'll wrap up with a quote. But let's get right into this, this mindfulness meditation thing. When I heard about mindful meditation... I was very leery of it because it smacks of woo-woo. Talked about that already. Uh, but as I, as I dug deeper into it and read some really good books, one, one primary book called 10% Happier by Dan Harris. Now, Dan Harris is a news reporter who had a panic attack right there on live TV in front of millions of people, and he went to explore why this panic attack happened and how it happened, and, and he would consider himself a skeptic. Of this kind of stuff as well but he researched mindfulness meditation and and how to use it and why to use it and what it means uh and what it brings and uh that research and some of the other stuff that i've i've read found that found found these these benefits of mindful mindfulness meditation it increases brain function it increases your ability to think and to and to use your brain in the way that your brain was intended to be used. It increases emotional well-being and reduces stress. There are some physical health benefits that we'll talk about. There's a huge impact on cognitive function and improved cognitive function. And that's near and dear to my heart, Kurt, because I have Alzheimer's in my family. My dad had it and my, uh, my grandfather had it. And it's, it's something that I'm acutely aware of. Uh, in my life, and uh, I, I, anything that can improve cognitive function, I'm all about emphasizing that mindfulness is is not solely a spiritual or philosophical practice, but it, it, although it is, it, it's definitely a spiritual and philo- philosophical practice. But it also has a strong
1: basis in scientific evidence. Mm. That's so funny you bring up that book. When you're, uh, I thought you're going to mention a book and I open up a browser to go try to find the book that I read on this topic, and then you come out with the exact book I was, <laughs> that I've read before. Oh, you've read it. Oh, outstanding. <laughs> We've never talked about this previously, but and I've not read a lot of books on mindfulness, but I did take a course. I've maybe talked about this before. My company is really good with these kind of extra benefits, and they did provide a company that taught a class on mindfulness meditation and i still remember one of the big takeaways and i probably had read some kind of how to book i'm sure i did before i took the class but the one thing i struggled with when you try to think about nothing and 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 just do the the breathing concentrating on the breath without letting your mind go off into some thought. And I just felt like I couldn't do it. And as we practiced this and we had exercises, this conversation came up in the class. This was the number one problem that every student had, what they called the monkey brain. And I thought I was the only one that had the monkey brain. Turns out everybody does. Everybody has it. Let's,
0: let's talk first about what mindfulness meditation is, the way you and I understand it, okay? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we'll kind of banter back and forth until we kind of fall into a, a good place here. Uh, the way I understand mindfulness meditation is it's simple. It's as simple as taking some time where you're quiet by yourself without any distractions that you have control over, uh, without any, any distractions and concentrate on one thing. Just concentrate on one thing. And the easiest thing to concentrate on and the thing that you, hear most, uh, that you hear most is concentrating on your breath and on your breathing and not trying to control your breathing, but experience your breathing. Just, ex- just experiencing your breathing despite any distractions that might come into your thoughts. It's as simple as that. That's the best explanation I can think of for mindfulness meditation. It's it's taking time to just focus on one simple thing and let let everything else just kind of fade into the background. You're right, Kurt. We think it's hard. And the reason we think it's hard is because we don't understand that we're when we're doing it right and when we're doing it wrong. The idea that you can sit down and close your eyes and just concentrate on your breathing is bunk. <laughs> you can't do it, okay? Nobody can do it. Uh, even, the most, even the most experienced meditators can't do it. When you, are, when you close your eyes and you concentrate on your breathing and you find yourself thinking about work, and you realize I'm thinking about work, I'm choosing to concentrate on my breathing. Not I have to, not I'm forced to, or, "Oh, I'm doing it wrong, so I, I now have to concentrate on my breathing. I'm choosing to just gently bring myself back to concentrating on my breathing. When you do that, the second you recognize that, hey, I'm distracted, I want to concentrate on my breathing. That's you doing it right. Recognizing the distraction, is you doing it right? Sometimes it'll take me a few minutes to recognize that I'm distracted and I'm like, oh boy, I'm, I'm sitting here planning my day and planning my week and I'm, I, I, want to, I want to concentrate strictly on my breathing. That's doing it right. When you recognize that you're distracted and you bring yourself back, by the end of the episode, somewhere in the episode or maybe at the end, I'll, I'll describe to you exactly how I meditate. And I do it on a fairly regular basis as part of my morning routine, in short, and short spurts, but the research on the research on mindfulness meditation, especially on brain function, is is undeniable. They did MRI studies, Kurt, on people who are are meditating, and what they found is the times that they they're, they they're bringing themselves back to concentrate on their breathing, the in the MRI, those parts of the brain that are associated with attention emotional regulation and empathy explode they light up and new neuropathways are created during mindfulness meditation there's there's increased gray matter density in the prefrontal cortex as a result of mindfulness meditation so the the impact on brain function is undeniable
1: yeah you're make, you're motivating me to get back into practice and i I think what you're describing is probably mindfulness meditation one oh one. That's where everyone starts with that particular technique. And you can research all kinds of other techniques like guided meditations and things of this sort. There's other ways. There's that full body scan. I remember trying that one where you start at your toes and work your way up, recognizing what's happening in different parts of your body. But I, I kind of like the breath one.
0: When we're done here, uh, I, I'll describe my method, uh, but I, I want to continue kind of these, these scientific benefits that aren't woo-woo. Uh, for example, mindfulness meditation increase, increases emotional well-being and stress reduction. Now, I'm a guy that I, I lean towards stre- being stressed. I, I don't know why. I'm an anxious fella, and, <laughs> and, and I tend to overthink. And in fact, I was talking with a friend of mine this morning, and we were talking about a an opportunity that may be coming my way. And uh, he says, Joe, man, you just got to stop overthinking. You just got to let things happen and, uh, and realize that uh, take control of what you're able to take control of, but you just got to stop overthinking
1: stuff. Yeah. Or another way to say is you could learn the subtle art of not giving a. Yes. Right. Yeah,
0: somehow I knew we would sneak that in there somewhere. I
1: had the sound effects, <laughs> so I had to get it in there.
0: One more That's week. That's funny. I think the research and the science has settled on these things. You're going to see a reduction in anxiety, depression, and stress, uh, as well as just an overall psychological well-being. When you, not when you do it once, not when you do it twice, not when you do it for a week, but as you do it on a regular basis. Uh, you're going to find these these benefits in emotional well being and and in stress and in stress reduction. There's also physical physical health benefits. What could the physical health benefits of, be of just sitting there, concentrating on your breath? Well, uh, again, studies show that it improves immune function, cardiovascular health, and pain management. When you're able to relax your body. And let your brain concentrate on one thing, it has an impact on your whole body, immune function, cardiovascular health, pain management. All these things contribute to better overall physical well being as a result of mindfulness meditation.
1: Didn't we do a, we talked about this topic, the amazing destruction that stress does on your body. Yes. That alone is probably one of the biggest killers in our culture. And we don't realize it. We're killing ourselves little by little with all of the, yeah, just the pressure on your blood vessel. It just, there's just so much that stress that we don't really think about that destroys your internal organs and
0: your body. And when you're able to incorporate a stress reduction, a stress reduction process, such as mindfulness meditation, your physical health will improve.
1: I'm not sure if you're going to get to this topic, but as you're speaking, Joe, I'm thinking of my subconscious mind, which if you've read anything on the subconscious mind, is so much smarter than your conscious mind. Do you ever have an idea after doing some meditation, some quietness, some calm and relaxation, that a thought comes into your mind that something you've been working on, a problem you're trying to solve? The subconscious mind, when you're relaxed, all of a sudden pops into your head. I've had this experience so many times. Maybe it's in the shower. Yeah, that, that's the classic place that it happens. <laughs> Thinking of Like, oh, what about if I try it this way? And where was that all along? And your subconscious mind has been working on it all night. If the, you came across this problem the day before, and it's miraculous. I find there's like, I've always found that I've never solved a problem late at night, late in the day on a work problem. It always seems to get the inspiration in the morning. And I think meditation is a great place to start first thing in the morning when you're relaxed too.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I do a type of mindfulness meditation in uh, my evening routine. Uh, I don't do my evening routine nearly as often as I should. Uh, I probably participate in my evening routine. of the time, if I'm being truly honest with Mm -hmm. you. But when I do an evening routine, I sleep better. I I wake up easier. My rest is overall uh, more refreshing. My sleep is overall more refreshing. And I'm I'm less groggy when I have an evening routine. And part of that evening routine is something called the classroom of silence that I learned in a book by Matthew Kelly called The Rhythm of Life. And Matthew Kelly uh, explains that, uh, we have all the, or he contends that we have all the genius that we need within us if we would just get out of our own way. And if, if we just let ourselves have that time to think. And he calls it the classroom of silence. And this is something that I've done uh, as, a, as a mindfulness meditation technique in the evening. What I do is I remove the, the idea of concentrating on one thing, like your breath or a sound or something like that. Let's let's keep it simple and say concentrating on your breath. But instead, I just I close my eyes, I completely relax, and I let my and I and I just let my mind look through itself. If that makes sense. I don't focus on anything. I just I it, it's almost like watching a show. Whatever comes into my mind, I just let come in. I don't dwell on anything ever. I just let it kind of flow in and flow out and watch the show and kind of look through my thoughts and just let them let things happen on the periphery. If that makes sense.
1: Mm -hmm. I've heard of this technique too, right?
0: Yeah. And it's, it, I don't concentrate on my breathing. It's a different thing. I just let myself relax and look through my thoughts and look through Mm. whatever's kind of there. And then when I'm done with that, I'll write down whatever's, whatever comes to my mind first, whatever that is. It may it may mean it may be something that I didn't even think about when I was uh, when I was meditating, uh, but I'll just I'll write it down and note it for some for some reason. And sometimes there's some very profound thoughts, and sometimes it's just a silly joke, or sometimes it's a memory, sometimes it's an idea. Uh, I, I just write it down and let it and let it be. I think the biggest impact that mindfulness meditation can have is on that's most important to me is on cognitive function. Mindfulness meditation can have a dramatic and significant impact on attention, memory, and executive function, which, is, which all gets depleted if you, if you have Alzheimer's or if you have some kind of dement, dementia. It has, a, it has an impact on present moment awareness and can dramatically in, enhance cognitive abilities and in, in decision-making. This is this is science, and studies have shown that mindfulness meditation has a dramatic impact on uh, on cognitive function. Like I said, which is near and dear to my heart.
1: Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to our good friend Kevin Curtis Allen, who's doing a walk for Alzheimer's around the his Isle of Wight for the weekend. He, what is it, seventy five miles? I think he's planning on walking seventy
0: five or eighty miles if he's going to walk in a weekend.
1: And he's raising money. His family history i know his mom suffered from alzheimer's so he's doing a charity event so i'll be supporting him and hopefully he'll be facetiming us but i think this is something that we're all thinking of i've got this same in my family too joe and yeah i I think about it all the time yeah what's my cognitive condition going to be as i get older and how do i improve it
0: and you can't be too too weird about this because every time you forget the smallest thing, you'll think, "Oh my gosh, do I have a? Uh, is the is this the beginning of it? Right? Is this mm. is this the beginning? Uh, you know what has a has a dramatic effect on on uh, your cognitive ability, and we've talked about this before. And maybe we should do a whole episode on sleep mm. and getting enough sleep and getting the right kind of sleep and preparing for sleep because the times that I am least my my cognitive my cognitive ability is most impacted is when I'm tired mm. and when I haven't gotten enough sleep, and that's when. In, in fact, you know, you become more emotional, and it can be this weird kind of loop. I've been in this loop before. As we talk about this, we'll go. Uh, we'll take a little bit of aside here. Uh, I've been in this weird loop where, uh, for some reason, I didn't get enough sleep one one night, and so the next day or the next couple days. Uh, I'm not, I'm not as sharp and I notice that I'm not as sharp, but I don't, I feel like I'm out of control and I become emotional about it. And because I become emotional about it, it, those thoughts start to ruminate in my head. And then I can't sleep because those thoughts are ruminating in my head. So I, I'm not rested, which calls, which, 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 which which brings more cognitive dysfunction or cognitive disability, which starts this crazy (laughs) loop and be- yeah before i before i know it you know by friday yeah. <laughs> by friday i'm ready to check myself into the nursing home
1: <laughs> <laughs> i've never and had I'll- a problem with like the daily kind of sleep thing but i do feel run down by the end of the week and i find i need that day of rest whether it's saturday or sunday to just crash yep and catch up
0: i think the science is settled kurt on the impact that mindfulness meditation has on brain function, mm. on emotional well-being and stress reduction, physical health benefits, the impact on cognitive function.
1: What about your mood? It, I think and, it's a great mood. You know, the, other, the other technique is just sit there and listen to the sounds in the room or nature, the birds, mm-hmm. and, and just have an awareness of your surroundings. It's very refreshing. I think it, it, I, it's a great, again, a great way to start your day. And on a positive note, and you can do some other techniques, but I think this is the f- great way to start. I don't know if
0: you have a method for mindfulness meditation, but I'm a process guy. I, t- I talk about processes a lot and methods a lot. And, but I'm going to walk through my process of mindfulness, mindfulness meditation. The first thing I do is I will set an alarm for 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever time I've, I've allotted in the morning routine. Let's call it 15 minutes. I'll send an alarm for 15 minutes. And then the first thing that I will do is I will, I'll relax myself from head to toe slowly and methodically and just let from, from the top of my head, even, even my hair, feel my hair relax down to my face and watch my, and just feel my jaw drop and droop and my shoulders and my, my eyes soften and my shoulders, my, my shoulders just kind of let go down through my back. And into my hips, and just make sure my hips are are being completely supported only by the chair that I'm sitting in, and with as little muscle, with as little muscle engagement as possible. And down through my thighs and my knees. And this is a slower process than I'm explaining it here, but as I'm saying it out loud, I'm going through it quickly. Uh, and into my knees, and all the way down to my toes. And I do that slowly and methodically until I'm completely relaxed. And then I do a, bru- a breathing routine. This is a very important, important part of my, my meditation. I do a breathing routine where I'll breathe in to the count of 10, slowly breathe in to the count of 10, and I will hold that breath for three times the count, so this would be to the count of 30. And then I will let go let go of the breath slowly to the count of 20. And somewhere I learned that that really helps you capture. Uh, capture oxygen in the moment. and really helps you exercise, exercise your lung capacity. And I fill up my lungs and I will hold it for the count of 30 and I will let go slowly. And I'll do that three times. So that starts off my mindfulness meditation, uh, that, that breathing technique. In fact, as I think about it now, I do the breathing technique first and then I do the relaxation. I do the breathing technique first and then I do the relaxation. And then I'll just allow myself to to feel myself breathing, just up and down, up and down. I'll hear my breath. I'll, I'm just trying to experience breathing, not necessarily concentrate on my breathing, but experience my breathing, uh, almost from an outsider, just experience what's happening. Not, not try to control my breathing, but experience it. Uh, and almost immediately, my thought goes somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Almost right. immediately, and I'll and I'll slowly, and this is important. Slowly and gently, with grace, just bring it back. Just say, "Oh, look at that! I'm thinking about work. I I, I want to think about breathing. Oh, look at that! I'm thinking about my grandkids. I'm going to think about breathing. Oh, look at that! I'm thinking about this financial situation. Okay, I did. That's what I'm doing. Now I'm going to bring myself uh, back to breathing. Or you'll hear something. You'll hear a car go by, or Somebody start in their car earlier in the morning or a bird chirping or the house settling uh, or you'll get an itch. That's the worst, right? Yes. You'll get an itch and you'll think, and, and, and I try to not, I try to acknowledge the itch, but not do anything about it. Just, <laughs> That's let, it, hard. I cannot just let it go. Just let it go. And it goes away. So hard. It absolutely goes away. Uh, the worst ones are nose itches. Like, <laughs> like where you- You're right. w- where you can like feel it up in your nose and you're like, Oh God. Uh, and there, there comes, there does come a time every once in a while where it's so distracting that I'll just, I'll scratch it and try to bring myself back. Yes. But I really want to, I really want to say, no, that's happening. That's a thing that's happening that I don't have to do anything about. It's not going to kill me. I won't die from it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything about it. I'm just going to concentrate on my breathing and I'll do that. And sometimes man, I'll get into a really deep cycle where i'm like ooh this is cool this is this is cool and then 30 seconds later i'm thinking about fixing the car or, <laughs> yeah. or 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 whatever whatever it might be and gently with grace with grace to myself bring myself back to breathing and i'll continue that cycle that cycle of distraction uh and bring myself back distraction and bring myself back and it may happen in a 15 minute period it may happen 100 times no kidding. Even the smallest distraction that you bring yourself back. And, and sometimes it's a long distraction and you bring yourself back. But when you bring yourself back, like we said earlier, when you bring yourself back, that's when you know you're doing it right. Acknowledging the distraction and bringing yourself back means you're doing it right. You're not doing anything wrong. You cannot do this wrong. That's what I want to share with, with our listeners is you cannot do this wrong. If you want all of, the, all of the health benefits of mindfulness meditation, the brain function, the emotional well-being, the physical benefits, the improved cognitive function, if you want all of those benefits, I really invite you to start slow, start with a short period of time, and understand that you can't do this wrong. You just close your eyes, experience your breath. If you get distracted, bring yourself back. This is coming from a guy that doesn't like this kind of stuff, you know, that doesn't like this woo woo kind of out there, um, metaphysical new age kind of stuff. But mindful meditation is a real, has real scientifically proven benefits. And I really, I really invite you to, 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 to give this a try.
1: Yeah, I think that's all great advice. It's probably the place I got hung up until I took that class, and to know that everybody has that monkey brain. I like to add. I like to do those three things: the mindfulness meditation, and it doesn't take like you said. You could do five minutes, and you're going to get benefits. And then I like to do a little bit of prayer or gratitude, kind of. Practice and then read something positive. These books that we've been talking, Joe and I obviously do a fair amount of reading in these positive books. And what a attitude adjustment that is first thing in the morning. I I start my day feeling pretty good when I do these things on a regular basis.
0: So that's all I have on mindfulness meditation. It's a brief overview uh, of the of the benefits of mindfulness meditation, how I personally meditate. I would invite you to pick up one of two books, if not both books. Uh, Dan Harris's 10% Happier, and he has a book, uh, Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. <laughs> and, and you talk about a book that, that attracted me right away. That's me, a fidgety skeptic. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> uh, Sometimes I can be an anxious fella, I but you. I really encourage you. I encourage you, give it a try. Uh, if you are doing it, continue doing it. Because uh, I know that you feel the benefits of of mindfulness meditation, I, I, it's a valuable tool with a solid foundation in scientific
1: research. What's going on over in the dudes in progress community? Yeah, well, we mentioned Kevin Curtis Allen this weekend. Support his walk for Alzheimer's around the Isle of Wight. He's been training. He's excited to get started. I'll be talking to him this weekend for sure. We had. Our good friend, Daniel Ginger, really has been commenting on our last episode, Joe. He posted in our Facebook group that he was talking to his wife, Norma, about this amazing book, so she bought it to read, and she said he's no going to try to read it too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we I've not bought the book, but I promised you I, I would, <laughs> Kurt, and um, so I will, and maybe we'll discuss it uh,
1: Maybe we'll talk about a little bit next week. What do you think? Yeah, I want to uh, cover a little bit more. I only talked about a couple chapters. I've, I've been away, and I can get back into my routine, and I'll find some other good content from the book. And thank you, Daniel. If you have some ideas, let us know what you might want us to talk about. He, he also posted in our group, OMG! Exclamation points. I hope this comment does not reflect on my current mindset, but the May 12th show was amazing. And I don't give a (laughs) about a lot of things at this point in time. Thanks so much. You know, they've been going through, of course, the hurricane or tornado that tornado um, ripped their house apart. So thanks so much for brightening my morning. So awesome. Always feels good when we have an impact on people, Joe. Yep, definitely.
0: Definitely. And uh, thinking about you, Daniel, I know you're going through a lot of stress right now. And this process, uh, I I know, is not pretty, dealing with insurance and dealing with uh, building building your life back. Uh, I know it's not pretty, but uh, hang in
1: there, my friend. Do you have a win for the week? I do. I was talking about last week going on a mission, or was it two weeks? It's actually been two weeks now. And I'd like to report, I'm very excited. Completed my video training on the Power Platform Fundamentals for my Microsoft certification. You're awesome. I finished all those videos. That was like eight or nine hours worth of videos. And so I'm right on track. I want to kind of get this certification within about a 30-day period. And next, I need to purchase a sample test. This is going to be a very comprehensive, lots of questions that help me to prepare and get into the kinds of questions that will be on the exam. So that's my next step, and I feel good about it, and I'm moving forward.
0: Outstanding. Congratulations. Thanks. Congratulations. What was
1: your win for the week? So,
0: you know I'm a fan of Kings Island, the local amusement park here uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, By the way, ranked the number one amusement park in the nation over (laughs) Magic Kingdom and over any of the individual parks at Walt Disney World, much to your chagrin, I know. Amazing. I don't know why that would be. Because it's an amazing park. I love it.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, and here's the a, here's a, here's a great thing about King's Island. It is a small regional, not't it's not small, but it is a regional park. And, and it attracts season passes are very popular with with Disney World, and they are very popular with King's Island. But a one-year pass to King's Island. Is as much as one day, is as much as a one day ticket to Magic Kingdom, hundred dollars. Yeah, well, hundred and ten dollars if you buy it early wow. in the season, and your season pass holder. They must so, want
1: you to drink a lot of beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I've been season pass. I've been a season pass holder for uh, uh, a number of years, and every year I buy passes for my grandkids. Uh, and this week end for Mother's Day or on Mother's Night, not for Mother's Day, after, after I fixed a breakfast for the mothers in my family, my mother-in-law, my wife, uh, my, and my two daughters, who are mothers, uh, and the rest of the family, by the way, but mm. the focus was on them. I fixed breakfast, breakfast for them, and there was some downtime mid-afternoon, and I grabbed my youngest grandson, and we went to Kings Island for a few hours. Awesome. And what a blast. What Good a weather. blast. It was great weather. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to call it short lines, but reasonable lines. Okay. So and crowded, we, then. we spent, no, I wouldn't call it crowded, but reasonable. Okay. Reasonable. And we spent all of our time in the, in the children's area. Um, kind of kitty land peanuts. The, I think it's peanuts themed. Charlie mm-hmm. Brown and Snoopy and all that stuff. And he and I went on his very first roller coaster mm-hmm. and we rode a bunch of rides Ate some blue ice cream, which is a thing at Kings Island, and had a had pizza. So it was a it was a good time, and that is my win for the week. And a win like that for me is the biggest win I could possibly have because you know I say memories are better than stuff.
1: That's right. Hey, I want to know what's your top three attractions at Kings Island? Your favorites? Your favorite three? Go. Number one, the Beast roller coaster. Yeah, that's a big one. That's that's the
0: longest, fastest. Uh, highest wooden roller coaster Ooh. in the world. Wow. Uh, I would say my second attraction is the variety of foods that, that, that you get. Oh, okay. uh, we have a, we have a food pass. So, uh, we get two meals a day when we go, they have to be at least four hours apart. Uh, but the variety of food that we get at King's Island,
1: you got a meal plan at King's Island. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I have good kind of quick service food. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. You can try to uh, They change it up a lot.
0: Uh no not really. I mean okay. because it's available at most restaurants. Okay. So you kind of have your standard restaurants at Kings Island that have been there for years and every once in a while they'll throw in a the menu They'll, they'll, they'll the build a new change. restaurant. Yeah, the menus change a bit. Okay. Not but not a lot. All right. So which is perfect for me cuz I'm a creature of habit. All right. Very good. Cuz I'm a creature of habit. Uh, so that that would be number 2 and my my number 3 favorite attraction would have to be the big water slide in the water park at King's Island. Uh, King's Island has a a whole water park section and uh, me and the grandkids go down this big water slide together. And they're always so scared in the beginning, except for my granddaughter, which doesn't have a a fearful bone in her body. Uh, But, but my grandson is a little hesitant and we go down that water slide and they are so happy that they, after they, after they've gone down the water slide, but Mm. Yeah, so I would say I would say that. Now, if you let me if you let me noodle on it, I might come up with something different, but I would say right now, those are okay. my top
1: three. Don't those stress over three. it, Joe. It's not
0: I won't. I won't overthink it. Don't overthink I'll it. send you a text at three o'clock in the
1: morning. <laughs> You're gonna change your mind next week. You got a resource for us? Yeah. Well, like we were saying, I made a trip to Washington, DC. I've been there a couple times, Joe. One was for a church work camp with a bunch of kids going to North Carolina, we stayed overnight in a hostel in Washington, D.C., and only got a chance to kind of walk the mall. Didn't get a lot of time there. And even on the way back, we stopped, but never felt, I always felt cheated that I didn't get to see much of Washington, D.C. And I've always, I'm a big fan of American history. I'm a big fan of the country, all in all. But and I had another chance. My son, he marched in the high school. Band and they went to July Fourth one one year. It was a big trip, couple of busloads. They had a hundred kids in this. It was kind of a debacle of a trip. That's a whole nother story. But again, I got cheated. I felt so. I was really excited to do some museums. I hung out with some friends. I mentioned S- Samantha and Glenn and Jeff and another friend, another listener of mine, Nancy. Hung out doing the museums. We also saw spam a lot over. At the Kennedy Center. The Kennedy Center is pretty oh, fast. I would love to go see Spamalot. Oh, I missed cast, it when it was here. The cast was just outstanding. There was three cast members from the recent Beetlejuice that was at, in Broadway, and it finished up. And so that was kind of the catalyst. My daughter and her friend really wanted to see this particular actor and some of the actors there, and, and just the, the genie from Disney's Aladdin, the original genie was the main character, King Arthur. It was just hysterical. Lots of fun. You know, I saw John King from CNN sitting right across from me. Oh, uh, awesome. Uh, awesome. Another, another one of the CNN hosts were, was there. So it was really fascinating to be in the, the capital. But my resource really is the museums of Washington, D.C., which I don't know if you know this, but they are free to the public, which is fantastic. And, you know, I've been recently into the New York museums, which are really great. I've been to the the Met and some of the other They're kind of similar in their buildings, but I got to tell you, the way that they presented the material, I thought was really fantastic. In the museums that we went to, the one I wasn't thinking that much about, but I said to my daughter, "I want to see the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights and the Constitution." There's a room in the National Archives is is the museum, and we got there early, thankfully, and that ended up being my favorite part of the whole trip. And it's encased in glass. Of course, people meticulously walked through this, and I'm glad we got there early. And they had great descriptions of each of the materials as you went through. And and it was easy to read and comprehend. It wasn't in small print. I mean, it just was presented just extremely well. And there were some other, even in some of the other museums that we went to, like the History Museum and the uh, Natural History with all the bones and dinosaurs and stuff. So great resources in our nation's capital. Check out the museums if you ever get a chance to go to D.C. Have you ever been there, Joe? I have. I've been there a couple times. Oh, good. And we
0: we used to go to Williamsburg, Virginia, Colonial mm. Williamsburg, right? Uh, and uh, D.C. is uh, basically a yeah. train ride away or sure. bus ride away away. And we would take the bus into. I, think, I don't know if we would take the bus. I think t- we take I think we're taking the train in to D.C. Mm. At, and I love it. Uh, it's deceiving though, because you think, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to walk from Lincoln Memorial <laughs> down to the Capitol building. Cause you, it just, that's one end of these, <laughs> one end of that, the DC to the other, right? Yeah. Or the mall, <laughs> they call it.
1: Right. Well, that's a two mile wall. <laughs> I'll tell you my, my feet were hurting and barking at the end of the day, Joe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So y- really to, to, to experience DC, you either have to pick one or two things that you're committed to seeing because you're not going to see any, everything Agreed. and, uh, or be prepared to spend a few, few days there. My, my favorite too was seeing the Magna Carta, yep. the declaration of independence and the, all those, all those historical documents. Yep. I love the Lincoln Memorial though. Wow. Oh, I Williams. love the Lincoln Memorial. Sure. it's just, so it's Majestic. overwhelming. Yeah. Majestic is a, is a, is the best mm-hmm. word for it. Majestic. So, yeah, I do love our nation's capital. It's beautiful. Beautiful.
1: What's your resource?
0: Uh, My resource is Dan Harris's 10% Happier book on mindfulness meditation. And it tells his story, how he got into it. And it's really, it has a lot of comic relief. It, it, it speaks about mindful meditation in a real way that real people can understand. And and it comes from somebody that, that doesn't want to do it, but it works. Right. Yeah, yeah. Who really needed he does, it? Too. Yep. But absolutely was, needed it. Absolutely needed. He was in it. a rough shape. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Discovered this, and I mean, he'll take time to just sit and meditate for one or two minutes, or he mm-hmm. if he finds finds himself in a in a tough spot, he'll 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 excuse himself and just go be quiet for mm-hmm. a couple minutes. So yeah, he's it's a, it's a good book, and uh, the fidgety skeptic's book uh, as well. But the main resource is 10% Happier
1: by Dan Harris. Uh, Do you have a quote? Yeah, I knew you were going to talk about mindful meditation. So I looked for someone who I was thinking about and did a Google search. And my quote is, an idea that is developed and put into action is more important than an idea that exists only as an idea, the Buddha. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I you're sometimes you think you, you are what you think about, like you're thinking all these good thoughts, but if you don't take action, nobody knows what you're thinking. <laughs> so.
0: Well, in the Bible, the book of James, I can't remember chapter and verse, but basically says this faith without action is dead. You're right. It's no good. You can sit here and say you have faith and you believe in the teachings of Christ and all that other stuff. Yeah. but. Here's what I say. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Thoughts and prayers are great, but sometimes you got to write a check. <laughs> yes. Right?
1: Yeah, You can get how many ideas times, how all many... day long. Everyone gets ideas, but the only ones that are successful are the ones that put something into action.
0: Amen. And I'm going to wrap up with a quote from Dick Van Dyke. All and right. when I read this, when I read this quote, I thought, He's absolutely true. He's a neat
1: guy. He's always He is a very neat guy, positive.
0: man. Yeah. Absolutely. And what I took from that, I want to take from this quote, I'm going to tell you what I took from the quote before I quote it. We naturally meditate. We naturally seek quiet time and time to just let our mind wander or focus on one thing. Dick Van Dyke said, when you're a kid. You lay in the grass and watch the clouds going over, and you literally don't have a thought in your mind. It's purely meditation, and we lose that. Mm. Do you remember being a kid, Kurt, and, and finding faces in the clouds?
1: Absolutely.
0: Or just being a, a kid. Played,
1: and
0: yeah. yeah. Or just being a kid, and you're doing nothing but looking in the sky.
1: Yeah. For hours sometimes. You're just laying there in the grass. We let our imaginations go a lot more when we were kids. I, I embrace the childlike things. I do too. As forever. As much as I can, but that's a great way to live. I think there's plenty of adulting to do. There's no reason you can't imagine and think like a kid and just let your thoughts go a little bit. Yeah, I love that quote. When
0: you're That's a kid, great. you lay in the grass and watch the clouds going over and you literally don't have a thought in your mind. It's purely meditation and we lose that. Thank you, Dick Van Dyke. I think he's,
1: yeah, I think he practices what he preaches too. He seems yeah. like a really happy-go-lucky guy. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Great job, Joe. I love that topic. I'm glad you brought it to us this week.
0: I'm sure, I'm sure we'll explore it again. I will explore it again. Uh, if you want to reach out to us about meditation, about mindfulness meditation, or about this show, or about any show that we've done, or if you want to get a, give a recommendation for a show, we would love to hear from you. Dudes at Dudes in Progress is our, is our email address, and our website is dudesinprogress.com. So dudes at dudesinprogress.com, and our website, of course, is dudesinprogress.com. Uh, if you want to engage with us on Facebook, you can go to dudesinprogress.com and uh, find the link there, you can listen to all of our shows at dudesinprogress.com. You can leave comments if you want to leave a comment, uh, and if you want to engage in our Facebook group, dudesinprogress.com/slash/facebook. Dudesinprogress.com/slash/facebook. And over at the website, you can even uh, it even points you to a way to support the show. But if you want to go there directly, just go to dudesinprogress.com/support. Again, our website, dudes at dudesinprogress. Com. And as we wrap up, Kurt, let's remember progress is better than perfection. So we'll keep moving forward.
1: I'm going to do better next week, Joe.
0: We sure will. Talk to you soon, pal.